The NFL playoffs are in full swing. Um, good evening, I'm Andy Sullivan, and you're listening to Blendertainment. Saturday, January 13th, the Texans destroyed the Browns 45-14 to behind... Um, Well, I'm, uh, I'm honestly surprised that the Browns got in the playoffs, to tell you the truth. Um, Chiefs dominated the Dolphins 26-7. Um, January 14th, um, Packers beat the Cowboys 48-32. Lions over the Rams 24-23. Bills beat the Steelers 31-17. And the Bucks over the Eagles 32-9. Divisional round. Saturday, January 20, the Ravens beat the Texans 34-10, 49ers beat the Packers 24-21. Sunday, January 21st, the Lions beat the Bucks 31-23. Yesterday, behind... Um, you know they really need to fix their Fox Sports really needs to fix their little box score bullshit that they got going on Um, and the Chiefs beat the Bills 27-23 conference championship this Sunday June 28th 2024 the AFC championship game between the Chiefs and the Ravens will be at 3 p.m. on CBS. Paramount Plus, if you got it, let me tell you something. Paramount Plus, that's damn sure worth the subscription card. Same thing with Peacock. And the NFC Championship game, Lions versus 49ers. Super Bowl will be... In my opinion, the Chiefs, because you got to get Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl, right? Um, the Chiefs and the probably 49ers. Because, like I said, you got to get Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl. And the Chiefs for the win because, well... You got to get Taylor Swift up on the near the podium, probably. And the Super Bowl will be February 11th. Chiefs or Ravens facing the Lions or 49ers at 5:30 p.m. on CBS. So that is the piece of NFL business. Um, January 18th, Pete Carroll, who won over 60% of his games, was fired as the Seattle Seahawks coach. Um, Carroll, Barry Switzer, and Jimmy Johnson are the only three coaches 
to win a national championship and the Super Bowl. Chicago is bringing back Nate Eberflus. I don't know what for, but uh, at this point, <sighs> Chicago is a clown show, okay? That's just bottom line there. Um, Nick Saban, who won six national championships at Alabama and another at LSU, has retired. Saban had more first-round draft picks than losses in his whole career. That's an incredible stat. And that one that will never be repeated. Um, During Saban's tenure, everyone at Alabama, everyone who was at Alabama for four years won a championship. Washington coach Caleb DeBoer is the new Alabama head coach. Um, Washington lost the national title game to Michigan State. So, okay, Alabama hires the guy that lost the national title game. You know what? I hope Alabama falls on hard times for a little bit. They deserve it. Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots parted ways the following Wednesday. Uh, two days later, the Pats hired Jared Mayo as head coach. At 37 years old, Mayo becomes the youngest head coach in the NFL. Pete Cramby, who played Crazy Joe DeBolo on Seinfeld, died at 71. Um, C.J. Stroud's three touchdowns led Houston to their first playoff victory since 2019. Um, already told you about the wild card weekend. Um, no coach had had a chance to beat their old playoff team that he led to a Super Bowl victory. Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy, Dallas's coach, had such an opportunity. Um, Jordan Love's first quarterback not named Favre or Rodgers to lead the Packers in a playoff game since 1992. Um, This turned out to be the largest playoff ass-whooping since 1969. Better luck next time, Cowgirls. And the Cowboys front office must be as dumb as the Titans front office because the Cowboys brought back Mike McCarthy. However, maybe Titans are trying to, well, (laughs) shouldn't say that they're trying to uh, do better. They hired Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan as their head coach tonight. And in further news, um, January 16th, Jason Kelsey informed teammates he's retiring. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers faced the the Detroit Lions that weekend um, after Christian the Eagles 32-9. Of course, the Lions ended up winning that one. Um, Kelsey said immediately after the game he was going to retire. Now, if it were me, I would wait a little while before making that announcement. 
the Chiefs-Bills matchup was set for Sunday after the Bills beat the Steelers 31-17. Caleb Williams declares for the NFL draft. Falcons interview Bill Belichick. Um, okay, let's move on to today, January 22nd. Um, Nineteen ninety-three was the first time a Royal Rumble winner got a WrestleMania World Title shot. And Happy Days premiered fifty years ago on January fifteenth. Twenty-five players are in the transfer portal after Nick Saban retires. <laughs> I fucking love it. It's about time that team became ordinary. I have zero sympathy for those pieces of shit. I hope they get destroyed regularly in the coming season next year. Sports Illustrated has been laying off staff. Um, It looks like Sports Illustrated is... um, going to be done Seth Rollins has suffered a torn MCL partially torn meniscus um, last Monday's Raw Sean Ross staff reported um, this sucks for Seth he's had back problems knee problems in the past I assumed, incorrectly, that he would relinquish the World Championship tonight. Um, They could have done another tournament, but that wouldn't have been the way to go. Um, I would have figured if the winner of the World was a Raw guy, that he would have been the World Champion. That wasn't the way they went. I did not watch Raw yet, so... I don't really know. I'd say he could be good two and a half months as WrestleMania. Um, I'd say he'll be good by then if it doesn't require surgery. And besides, um, you've got Roman Reigns who wrestles, who defends the title once at a blue moon. So Seth taking time off shouldn't. Seth needing time off for this injury should not be an issue. Since two and a half months to WrestleMania, I'd say he'll be good to go since it looks like it might not require surgery. Um, January 20th, Coach Cal won his 400th basketball game. And in... Flashback news, January 21st, 1984. Corey Hart released Sunglasses at Night as his debut single. The Detroit Lions in the NFC Championship game will be the first time since 1991 that the Detroit Lions will be in the NFC Championship game. There had been seven games in the playoffs. The winning quarterback has not 
thrown an interception in any game. The Chiefs-Bills game this past Sunday was Patrick Mahomes' first road playoff game ever. That is mind-blowing. The Chiefs would go on to beat the Bills 27-24. Travis Kelsey went 17 for 23 with 215 yards and a couple of touchdowns. This will be their sixth straight AFC Championship games. Mahomes has never not played in an AFC Championship game. The Bills lost for a second straight year in the divisional round. As I said earlier, as of today, per Adam Schefter, the Titans will hire Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan as head coach. I I guess that's a good hire. I let's see Brian Callahan. Let me look him up and give you stats. Okay, Brian Callahan is in his 14th season and 5th in Cincinnati in 2023. Tennessee found its guy and wasn't about to let him leave the building. The Titans plan to hire Bengals offensive coordinator. Brian Callahan is their head coach and NFL Network. Insider Tom Pelissero reported Monday night. Callahan had his second interview with the team Monday, and he's staying and he's staying put despite having despite having had interviews scheduled with the Atlanta Falcons, who now I assume will turn their attention to Bill Belichick. And the Carolina Panthers for their vacant head coaching spots, Pulisero added. Titans owner, Titans owner Amy, Amy Adams Strunk and general manager Ran Carthen were looking to for a coach to helm a franchise turnaround. And Callahan, who's been part of the Bengals about face for the past three seasons, has been pegged for the task. It will be his first NFL head coaching job. The 39-year-old Callahan will succeed Mike Vrabel, who was fired on January 9th. So, took the Titans 14 days to find a new head coach. That's um, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, in other news, um, tonight I finished Ted Lasso, well, Ted Lasso season three, which I assume is the final season. It, um, it's a good show. 
it is a good show. It's Apple TV if you haven't watched it. I suggest that you do. Now, of January 12th, 2024, um, is Ted Lasso actually ending or is it coming back for season four? Here's what we know. After the season finale of Ted Lasso season three, there was one question on everyone's mind. Is this the end of the series? Well, seems like for the most part, it seems like for most shows, this would be a much easier question to answer. But when it comes to a project like Ted Lasso, they're obviously a lot more complicated. Just like some of Ted's funny references, but don't worry, we've channeled our inner Trent Krim and, <laughs> and tried to get some answers to our most burning questions. Here's what we know. Several cast members mostly co-creator and Ted himself, Jason Sudeikis, have come out and said that this is the end. But Apple has yet to say anything about its fate. In fact, it actually didn't even say the words final season in any of its promo for season three, which in our TV expert opinion is kind of weird, so let's just say maybe. However, I would say if Jason Sudeikis himself came out and said this is the end. Apple TV is going to have to throw a boatload of money. Before season three wrapped, some cast members spoke about possible spinoffs. So the, the, there's a chance we do see them again, just not in Ted Lasso. And then you have Brett Goldstein, who had a truly wild idea for what could happen next. The problem is that in season three, he says, five of the main characters die. So my plan for season four is Ted comes back as a ghost and it's called Ghost Ted. He's haunting the corridors, <laughs> but he's just trying to inspire. He told Variety back in 2020, March 2023. Some people don't believe in ghosts and that's the journey the team goes on is eventually believing in ghosts. Jason says he's only thinking about it. Not gonna lie, I'd be totally up for that. Nick Muhammad may have dropped a season four hint. Despite there being no official news on Ted Lasso's season four renewal, actor Nick Muhammad totally may have unintentionally dropped a major hint back in November 2023. As he said, one year to the day since Ted Lasso wrapped, and one year to the day I accidentally posted this spoiler of Nate in the AFC Richmond kit. Promise it won't happen again on season four. Now wait. What would happen in season four if there were one? Prior to the release in season three, we already knew that Richmond was trying to leave its mark on the Premier League after it got promoted back up to Big League. But then there was also Nate, who seemed dead set on taking Richmond and Ted down with the help of his new boss, slash the worst person in the world, Rupert. There were some new couples that started to get together, some old couples who were trying to figure everything out and tons and tons of funny moments in between. 
basically we don't know what would happen but we can definitely bet on some more football now they wrote that but Nate got Nate quit and came back to Ted and the crew and then after the last season finale football game Ted went back home and the last we see of Ted is spoiler alert if you haven't watched it he is coaching his son's soccer team and Beard got married and Roy is now the new coach of Richmond of Ted's old team when would season 4 come out if there is one that's a very good question. Apple TV is not one to rush shows, especially bigger titles like Ted Lasso. They seem to do well on their own timing. Each season takes time, so it would probably wait. Be a good wait till it comes back. But as we've seen in the past, it's always worth the wait. Now, yesterday I was um, looking for Ted Lasso quotes and um, here are 22 most inspiring Ted Lasso quotes from the man the myth legend himself taking on a challenge is a lot like riding a horse isn't it if you're comfortable while you're done you're probably not do, probably doing it wrong as the man once said, the harder you work, the luckier you get. I believe in communism. Wrong communism. That is, if Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan can go through some heartfelt struggles and still end up happy, then so can we. <laughs> Just listen to your gut. And on the way down to your gut, check in with your heart between those two things. They'll let you know what's what. I do love a locker room. It smells like potential. I think things come into our lives to help us get from one place to a better one. I've never been embarrassed about having streaks in my drawers. You know, it's all part of growing up. <laughs> Doing the right thing is never the wrong thing. It may not work out how you think it will or how you hope it does, but believe me, it will all work out. For me, success is not about the wins and losses. It's about helping these young fellows be the best versions of themselves on and off the field. You know how they say youth is wasted on the young? Well, I say don't let wisdom of age be wasted on you. You beating yourself up is like Woody Allen playing the clarinet. I don't want to hear it. Most of the time, change is a good thing, and I think that's what it's all in, 
what it's all about. Embracing change, being brave, doing whatever you have to do so everyone in your life can move forward with theirs. And maybe it's the only way you can truly be happy. You say impossible, but all I hear is I am possible. Living in the moment is a gift. That's why they call it the present. think that if you care about someone and you got a lot of love in your heart there ain't nothing you can't get through together so I've been hearing this phrase y'all got over here that I ain't too crazy about it's the hope that kills you y'all know what I disagree you know I think it's the lack of hope that comes to get you isn't the idea of never give up one of the things we always talk about in sports? And shouldn't that apply to people too? I want you to be grateful that you're going through this sad moment with all these other folks. Because I promise you there is something worse out there than being sad. And that is being alone and being sad. Ain't nobody in this room alone. Let's be sad now. Let's be sad together. What do you say we do what the man says and make today our masterpiece? Guys have underestimated me in my entire career, and for years I never understood why. It used to really bother me, but then one day I was driving my little boy to school and I saw this quote by Walt Whitman. It was painted on the wall there. It said, be curious, not judgmental. I like that. And the final quote, and this is what he had posted up on the wall of the locker room. Believe. A lot of a lot of good quotes in that movie, or movie, in that series. And um, check out the Ted Lasso playlist as well lots of um, lots of good music in that show and that is going to be my music pick for you is the Ted Lasso Spotify playlist or Apple Music you know whatever you're on now, I've told you about um, the NFL playoffs not tell you about um, what's coming up in basketball. Kentucky and South Carolina is coming up. Um, but before we get to Kentucky and South Carolina, um, <laughs> let's see. Um, DJ Wagner has been named SEC Player of the Week for the third time. Um, Big Z finally debuted, and boy, was it ever a good one. He helped the Cats to a 14-3 record. 
the box score to UK versus Georgia. UK won 105 to 96. And if I can get this thing to move right, um, This is not seen. Kentucky is 14 and 3, 4 and 1 in conference. This moved Georgia down to 13 and 5, 3 and 2 in conference. Um, first half, it was 54 35, Kentucky. Second half, Georgia actually outscored Kentucky 61 51. But like I said, Kentucky won 105-96. We scored 42 points in the paint, 11 points off turnovers, 28 fast break, 25 bench, seven second chance. Score was tied two times, three lead changes. Next game, like I said, is um, South Carolina. It's, um, let me see here. Um, I'm looking at the schedule, but the thing keeps updating on me. Okay. Yeah, Georgia 105.96. Uh, Tuesday, January 23rd, UK at South Carolina at 6 p.m. And after South Carolina, we've got Arkansas. At Arkansas. Oh, good Lord. On ESPN at 5 p.m. And then, Jan and then we wrap up January versus Florida in Rupp. And that is going to be the end of my column. My column. I'm in, um, <laughs> I'm in column mode. Tuesday is column writing day for uh, a beach tree column called Against the Grain. Check that out at www.beachtreenews.com. And let's give you a little, hit you with a little Royal Rumble preview right now. Um, as far as who's going to win, I don't know. I mean, you, you never do know who's going to win the Royal Rumble. Um, 
Last year it was Cody. Will Cody repeat this year? Um, I don't know. It's always a tough one. It's always a tough one to call the Royal Rumble, but um, haven't had a repeat winner since, um, let's see, Stone Cold Steve Austin, I believe. Um, Shawn Michaels was a repeat winner, but he was before Stone Cold, I think. So, yeah, if Cody, if Cody wins the Rumble, he's got to win the title at WrestleMania. I'm thinking because if you have him lose again, that'd just be dumb. Um, the men's rumble match: um, CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, Shinsuke Nakamura, Lashley, Chad Gable, Drew McIntyre, Gunther, Otis, Tazawa, Kofi. Priest and 19 more. Women's Royal Rumble. Bailey, Becky, Nia Jax, Bianca, Maxine Dupree, Ivy Nile, and 24 more. <laughs> the undisputed WWE Universal Championship will be on the line. In yet another foregone conclusion match, Roman Reigns versus AJ Styles versus Andy Orton versus Randy Orton versus LA Knight in a fatal four-way Roman Reigns will retain as he's done for the past uh, three years. WWE United States Championship match Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens. Logan Paul will retain and will face LA Knight. Will defend the title against LA Knight I say at WrestleMania. And hopefully, surely to God, that's when they give LA Knight a title. I mean, <laughs> just surely, you know. Now, TNA Hard to Kill, that's right, TNA is back. Hard to kill results. Um, well, I can tell you one thing. Naomi, excuse me, Trinity wrapped up with TNA. So I'd say expect Naomi to return to WWE and be in the Royal Rumble. Now, Naomi is the former Trinity. Case you, uh, case you were wondering about that. Okay, hard to kill results. Um, Steve Macklin defeated Rich, Rich Swan. Um, Rich paid homage to Flash Funk, a.k.a. AKA Tuco Scorpio, with a bodysuit right, right out of 1970 WWE. 
This was a rematch of Hard to Kill 2023, where Swan defeated Macklin in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Matthew Rainwalt, Raywalt referenced Desmond Wolf, AEW's Nigel McGuinness, a nice side, a nice ode to the previous area of TNA and one of its greatest in-ring competitors. Really? of its greatest entering competitors okay Bleacher Report if you say so um, Joe Hendry interrupted AJ Francis AJ Francis is the former AJ Francis is the former top dollar in WWE and guess what TNA has AJ Francis doing the rap act, just like they had him doing in WWE. <sighs> Eric Young and Frankie Kazarian versus Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers. Um, Edwards and Myers defeated Kazarian Young. Digital Media Championship. Crazy Steve defeated Tommy Dreamer to win the title. Crazy Oh, this, um, man, I'm glad I wasn't watching this match. You know, I watched their impact confrontation where um, Crazy Steve stabbed... Dreamer in the back with a fork and that was enough um, says Crazy Steve settled this intense intensely personal rivalry with Tommy Dreamer over the TNA due to a championship capturing, capturing the title in a no DQ match the prototypical hardcore match brimming with weaponry included steel chairs and trash cans it was no better or worse than the thousands of those matches we've seen Dreamer in over the years. Steve, who fancies a fork as his signature weapon, shoved dozens of them into the shirt of Dreamer and delivered a cannonball into the corner, driving them into his opponent. He earned the win moments later. Tom Hannafin noted on commentary that Dreamer lost 40 pounds and hit his target weight for the match, a testament to how hard he continues to work at this point in his career. The finish was convoluted as all hell, but it all made sense within the context of Steve's fork gimmick. The knockout Ultimate X match, um, Tasha Steele's Alicia Edwards, Giselle Shaw, Jody Threat, Zia Brookside, and Danny Luna, was won by Shaw. PCO versus Dirty Dango became a six-man tag match. Peace with PCO, Jake something, and Rhino defeating Dango and his two henchmen, Johnny Bravo and some dude Prudius that I have no idea who it is. Um, <laughs> knockouts tag match 
the K won the knockouts tag match, defeating MK Ultra. The X Division title match, Saban versus Kushida versus El Hito del Vikingo. Saban retained. That that's crazy. Josh Alexander versus Alex Hammerstone. Josh Alexander got the pin. Four-way match for the TNA World Tag Championships. Was won by ABC. The Knockouts Championship, Jordan Grace, obviously, since Trinity is going back to WWE. Everything Trinity threw at Grace, the challenger had an answer for. And usually the form of power mover strike. TNA World Championship match. The historic reign of Alex Shelley as TNA champion came to an end in the main event of the show as Moose won the top top prize in the company for the second time. He did so fighting from underneath for most of the match as he battled through an arm injury targeted by Shelley throughout. The Challengers system teammates, Eddie Edwards, Brian Myers, and Alicia Edwards, and former NFL runback D'Angelo Williams attempted to interfere but were run out of the arena by Chris Saban and Kushida. Ultimately, Moose did not need any of them as he caught Shelley with a spear and won the title. It was what came after that will ultimately define the 2024 edition of Hard to Kill as Nick Nemeth, formerly World Heavyweight Champion Dolph Ziggler in WWE, made his TNA debut and cleared the ring of the heel faction for celebrating with fans. In an electrifying moment that signified the beginning of a new era for the company and one that will have long-reaching effects on the promotion for the foreseeable future, exactly what it needed amid the rebrand. Moose defeated Shelley to win the title. Shelley entered the match as the third longest reigning TNA champion in country company history at 216 days. That is almost unfathomable given how long the company has been in existence, but indicative indicative of how fast-paced the booking of that title was at times. The physical transformation of Moose throughout his TNA career has been nothing short of amazing. Hannafin revealed on commentary that the challenger entered the match with single-digit body fat. Shelly pounced on Moose for a quick pin attempt after delivering shell shock to the, on the arena floor, a smart move for a while better. Too often guys deliver big moves outside the ring, then just casually allow their opponent to get back in the ring and uncontested. Moose took a few big bumps on the entrance ramp that sounded painful, to say the least. The eruption from the fans for Nemeth was other was otherworldly, and felt like the per- perfect exclamation point 
on the night. Nick Nemeth's debut was the exclamation point on a show that was damn good, even without the massive moment. The second half of Hard to Kill was one of the best wrestling shows in recent memory with the X Division, tag knockouts, and world title matches all delivering in a big way. Oh, and in between the array of show Steelers was the best match of the night, a fantastic battle between heavyweights featuring Josh Josh Alexander and Alex Hammerstone. The company promised a noteworthy night and delivered with Nemeth and the debuting Ash by Elegance, who was Dana Brooke in WWE. But more important than all that was the renewed energy around the product. As Impact Wrestling, the shows were equally as good with a roster of underrated stars hidden in the quiet consistency of the company. TNA rebrand has brought eyes to the show and hopefully will result in renewed interest for one of the business's best kept secrets. Big thumbs up for TNA's Hard to Kill. And that is from Bleacher Report. And that is going to be the end of my pod this week. That's where I'm going to leave you. Um, thanks for listening to Blendertainment. Um, leave a leave a review after you get in love listening if you feel like and um, check out my beach tree column as I've said before I've got a new one each, a new one each week um, this week I've been this week I'll continue a series that I started a few weeks ago um, I've been watching an 80s series on Nat Geo that I recorded um, it's called Best of the 80s. It's the top 10 of various things. Um, top 10. One of them was top 10 commercials, I believe. Uh, just all kinds of things. Um, really, uh, really interesting uh, throwback, especially if you're like me grew up in the 80s and early 90s a lot of that stuff is a flash will be a flashback for you and for the kids who want to know what the hell their parents are talking about it's a good watch as well that's going to be the end for me tonight um Thank you for listening to Blendertainment. As I said, leave a leave a comment if you feel like it or review. Um, tell your friends, share it on Twitter, Facebook if you got it, whatever social media you got, and um, I'll check back with you hopefully next weekend. Um, have a great week enjoy the Royal Rumble if you're watching this coming weekend and peace out